Welcome to the Cover 4 Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier. Today I'm joined with my other three co-hosts, Harrison, Dante, and Marrero. We're going to first start off in high school football at that level. Marrero, I'm going to let you take this since this is your expertise. We're going to start off with a little bit of the predictions for this weekend coming up. Well, we have some big games coming up this week. Obviously, my alma mater, Columbus, has a pretty big game down there at Tropical Park against one of the one of the top teams in the area, Northwestern. We also have a couple other games. Buford in your area taking on Deerfield Beach. We had a big win last week against Chaminade. We got an under-the-radar game in Southridge versus North Miami, a team loaded with a bunch of 2021 stars that a lot of in-state schools have offered. And then we have another game going on with obviously the biggest game, in my opinion, where always the biggest game in general when it happens, Central versus Booker T. And it's ultimately decided the national championship the last couple of years throughout the, throughout the nation. So, Mara, who are some big names we can look out for this weekend? Well, you can definitely look out for, obviously, I'm a Miami guy. So, you got a guy like Sam Brooks who's coming off an ACL injury, and he's going to take on a very efficient Columbus offense that likes to run the ball a lot. And I think he's going to be the, the big difference maker for Northwestern if they come out with the victory. We can go with Buford, obviously, a guy like Jalar Hawley who's committed to Miami. He's going to take on a big-time Deerfield team who just played really well against Shaman. That's two teams that are pretty evenly matched on defense with a bunch over 20, 20 guys on both rosters going D1 on the defensive side of the ball. And then if you want to go to the Southridge game, oh, obviously a guy like Tyreek Stevenson, who everyone in the nation knows who that is, guy that every school in the nation is trying to get and. Regardless of where he goes, he's going to make a, a big impact on whatever school he makes. Yeah, so to piggyback off what you were saying, Marrero, there's a lot of young talent like Ja'Cory Brooks, best, probably the best receiver early on in 2021. Miami commit, uh, the DN out of Booker T, Darnell Harris. And, of course, the, the other Miami commit, for now at least, Henry Gray, 2020 but, corner out of Miami but Central. He said for now. Probably, probably the face of the – probably the face of the team now after losing Amari Daniels and a couple other people to transfers this offseason. So, that I mean, I'm fully expecting a good game at Traz this Friday night. I'm just saying one I'm going to need you to repeat that Robocop. Are we really counting 2021 kids? Like, do we really care? Hey, they're dominant, bro. They're, they're good. Ja'Cory and Darnell Harris are the toughest players. They're good now, but they don't have their bodies yet. We don't know what they could be. So talk about Henry Gray. Talk about Scooter. Scooter's but he's still the QB. Hypocritical. You want me to talk? You want me to talk about both of them? Or just hold on. Let me see who else is on this team. You got your boy Marcus that you did the video with. I still understand why we're not talking about the best quarterback in South Florida, Kurt Castillo. Get the fuck out of here! I don't know, motherfucker. <laughs> He's better than Man, the. We'll see when Derek Wingo takes over. The special kid committed to Kentucky. He's but... better than that guy. Well, wait. Till... Oh, I mean, yeah, probably. Hey, don't don't throw no shade at my boy McDuffie. He's at my boy McDuffie. I don't even know who that is. Lane Kiffin, baby, FAU commit. He'll never play. We'll see. 
6-2. Just needs to put some weight also, on. We should be happy. The only bad thing about this weekend of high school football is the best player in Dade history is not suiting up this week because Kelsey City has a bye week. Naquan Wright. You just said you just best said player ever. I see him dominate next week. But you're in some <laughs> fantasy. Line. That's some Gator bias right there. Because we don't bust, baby. Speaking about the Gators, I think it's a good time to probably move on to the prediction part of this. We're going to go ahead and run down the college football games for this weekend that we're looking out for and that you guys probably look out for as well. We're going to start off with UF versus Charleston Southern. Dante, you can go ahead and take this one as this is your team. Harrison, this is yours too, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it to him. Well, as we know, Dan Mullen just named Felipe Franks, who's already the incumbent quarterback, named him starting Uh... quarterback. (laughs) Do I have to fake be excited for this? Come on, come on, Harrison. You're the one that gave him the OVO name, like he's Drake. I did not give him. OVO well, you're the one. Well, you're the one that did not win a game. And well, I you're is the he one really? We call that man OVO to go zero and three in October. As I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by the hater. <laughs> he had a very intense. Had a very intense quarterback battle with Kyle Trask. Jones. Uh, can I? Oh, hang. Are you, and, is, is this gonna be part of the show, or are you just gonna let him talk? Over? He, I don't know why he keeps talking over me. He just doesn't respect OVO. I don't respect him either. The word intense means of extreme force, degree, or strength. Can you please name the other two's degree of or strength? Kyle who is known as a guy with a smart mind, really good at Minecraft, and you said Minecraft. Minecraft. I heard he, he heard he plays Xbox really well. That's all I know. That's all I know about college. I know Emory out here working. Might be his team soon. We never know. Kyle Trash is good at being a backup. He's been a backup since eighth grade. He's used to it. He ain't, he ain't started the game since he was 14. Hey. Wow. He's good at his spot. But as I was saying, Felipe Franks, he's six six, six seven. He's a giant human being. He can see the whole field. If he gets his mind right, maybe we'll have a quarterback. Maybe. That's a big maybe. It's a big maybe. That's a big maybe, Doc. I mean he's better than Jake Fromm. Oh okay. my god. Okay. Oh, we're not oh, gonna get into that no. debate. We're gonna stay on top. Yep, yep. Go ahead. Well, we play we're playing a team in Charleston Southern that has a very weird offense. Not like Georgia Southern who ran us down the field. We have to be playing. It's a weak team. They're weak. None of these players deserve to be on the field with us. We should beat them by 60. I respect that. But. Yeah. I mean, our running backs you have are a good. New, you have our a new coach. Good. A new, new defensive system. You have players who do not know how to win. You have players who are used to playing for a loser. So hopefully they can buy into the system and just beat the brakes off these boys and have the second team and third team get some reps for the season. I mean, there's no way you guys don't. I don't see you guys slipping up in this game or keeping it close whatsoever. You're in the swamp. There's, Like you were saying, Charleston Southern shouldn't be even on the same field with you all. And as long as you guys don't start slow, then there should be no problem with you guys. Being but the problem with Florida. Florida is known for starting slow. That's 
when we start fast, we run out of gas in the second quarter. That's true. Either way, I just want to see improvement from our quarterback because last year in games where we should have blew out teams, he still couldn't make plays. He still couldn't make reads. Most of that has to do with him being a little slow and also having a slow and he had a head coach who had a shark fetish. So there's things that he couldn't do. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I messed with too hard. I'm just saying, there's a lot of things he couldn't do. But now, low is it. All right, let's, let's talk about the positives of our We think Frank is half black. Excited. Oh, my goodness. What? <laughs> 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 Take that. Take that wherever you want it. Uh, right. On the Felipe Franks note, let's talk about what we're actually excited about about our team with the new coaching staff and the new systems. Dante, what are you most excited? Not excited about, about your on offense, one on offense and one on defense. So, one exciting thing that you're one thing you're excited about, one thing you're excited about on offense or defense or and defense. I'm sorry. There's nothing to be excited about on offense right now. If we're being honest, we can run the ball. We got a whole bunch of wide receivers. Got some tight ends that can block. But we got a 6'6 special kid at quarterback, and I just don't know. (laughs) And on defense? Oh, yeah. Best defense in the state. Oh, here we go. Best defense in the state. Oh, here we go. Best cornerback cornerback tandem in the country. Oh, here we go. Wow. That South Florida duo that got away that they couldn't get that would start on every team in the state. One or two they didn't you got away. Both of them got away because you, you well you couldn't you touch Marco. Marco. You couldn't touch Marco. That's why he got away. You couldn't touch him. Well, the record shows different. You got Bandy. Be happy. We got CJ. We got the better one. We I got the it. one in the league. Oh, here we go. Well, I ain't going to say it. I rep with both of them. Yeah, you, you um, ain't got no choice. Diss them. Diss them if you want to. I ain't going to diss them. I can't diss them. Anyways. We got the best. Okay. I, I, was about to say, I, was about, I was about to say we had the best D-line, but we don't. We don't have Joe. <laughs> we ain't got Joe and Garvin. We ain't got them. You got my boy Kerry Clark, though, in my middle school. You know, I don't even know why I even talk to you. We we, <laughs> we have guys like Jakai Polite, Jabari Zoo N-Word. We got C.C. Jefferson. We got Daryl Slayton. You're not going to disrespect C.C. I'm not disrespecting him. I just said he's C.C. was recruited by Will Muschamp and now plays for Dan Mullen. Even God, ever. that makes me feel old. That's what I'm saying. Hey, but still going to the league. I agree. Probably off that talent. We got yeah. We have Elijah Conliffe, who is a beast, who is in beast shape. Like I said on and is a great for like I player. said on oh Twitter. The Bam Bam kids of Slayton and Conliffe will have a combined 18 tackles and three sacks in the first game. They're that good. It's a big prediction. Linebackers suck. Linebackers, they suck. Our middle line, the leader of our middle linebackers is just a chubby kid. 
was that? David Reese is older. David Reese is just a chubby kid who can't cover. Wow. Kids like him though. The league likes him. I don't see it. Don't come to me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to playing more aggressive because the last, the last year and a half we. What? what? Huh? <laughs> the last year and a half or so, all we've really done is uh, cover two, basic coverage, no real exotic pressures. But I know we couldn't do exotic because we had Voshan, who's a headhunter but can't cover. He's blind, but he just hit people. <laughs> He's good for at least six penalties. Here we go. He oh, can't uh, over <laughs> under one and a half ejections for Voshan. What'd you say? Over, under? over or under one one and a half ejections for targeting for Voshan. Oh, season. he gonna get six. He, this year he's gonna get at least six targeting calls. <laughs> he, he's not. He's not playing the full game against Charleston Southern. Why would you waste? Well, a, why would you, why would you waste a good? Why would you waste a good targeting call against Charleston Southern? Though? Because he's not smart. Because they're he's bad. from South Florida. I mean, uh, yeah, he's not smart. How do you know he's not smart? All right, Herbo. Can I watch him play? And then let's... <laughs> All right. I think we've got enough on Florida. So We've got enough Florida. Oh, I didn't even talk about my safety call. Let me oh, talk about yeah. my All right, go ahead. Go ahead. That, that, talk, all right, go ahead. Talk about Donovan Steiner. Ooh. Donovan Steiner. He from, he from where Harrison at? Them Texas boys. That boy sounds like a mad scientist. He's, he is a mad scientist. <laughs> Smart. He got all the intangibles. We got Brad Stu from the boot. I like Brad Stu. We got from Bama. Got some other guy. He kind of good. I don't know his name like that. But, hey. Dante needs to do intros for these players. I promise. Why are you hating? All right, so. Ain't nobody hating, man. Don't worry about it. It'll be sick. All right, Dante, let's let's give our predictions on this game, and then let's move on to what's next. I think it's time to make go ahead and make our predictions for this game. I think we're all going Florida. Yeah. I got. Can we get a score? Florida. Uh, I will Florida get, by six. Florida by how much? Florida six. by whatever. It don't six. Florida forty forty two. Charleston Southern nine. Hey, I hope you guys start off fast. Felipe hope you guys score that many points. The eight touchdowns this game. Oh, and we will win probably in the range of 75 to 3. My God, you, this is why no one's going to take this seriously. No one's gonna right, take this. Hold on. All right, we got to move on. We, we got to move on. So the next game we're talking about is Ole Miss versus Texas Tech. Oh. 12 p.m. kickoff at Texas Tech. Um, both teams last year with 6-6. Six and six. If you go to Texas Tech, they went six and seven technically, losing the Birmingham or losing the USF in the Birmingham Bowl. Excuse me. Um, this year going into it, I think Ole Miss comes in the better team. Uh, in my notes, I got Ole Miss's offense versus Texas Tech's defense. Ole Miss's offense really found their stride. Once- Texas Tech doesn't play defense. <laughs> well, that's the best part of their team. I'm, I'm going to tell you that straight up. <laughs> Texas Tech, they've got. And, Not uh, a soul in this damn state says Texas Tech plays any sorts of defense. Ole Miss is on Saturday. Well, I, well, we'll get to the predictions in a second. But I definitely <laughs> have Ole Miss putting up points. Uh, their offense, led by uh, Jordan Tiamu, looks to uh, he's looking to be more impressive and continue 
what he did last season. Um, Best the last six games last season. Not, I, hey, we'll see. Who's starting? Uh, Corral or is Corral starting? No, I'm not playing. He just said it. He's a drug addict. Corral's not touching the field. Um, be Jordan, in the last six games last year, he went for 1,682 yards, 11 TDs, and only four picks. He's probably going to look to try to continue that and do it in this game against what is the best part of Texas Tech's team, which is their defense led by Dakota Allen. Everybody knows him for last chance. You, yeah, he's a preseason American. Um, so that's really over there in uh, Texas Tech. So, um, but yeah, Ole Miss is returning four start four of their key playmakers on offense, led by AJ Brown, who had twelve hundred and fifty two receiving yards last year. Um, this is probably going to be his breakout year. He'll probably leave after this year, but AJ Brown is definitely their best overall player, in my opinion. So, yeah. AJ Brown might be the best receiver in the SEC this year, He'll, or at least in the discussion. He's not Debo Samuel. He's not. I got to see what Debo looks like off the injury, man. Debo Samuel. Debo yeah, Samuel it, is the best wide receiver oh. in the country. Look, in another, look, I have money on the Oak. Oh, my God. I heard that, Morrell. We don't care about Amon Richards. I didn't even mention Amon I was literally thinking about that in my head, though. <laughs> read in mind. <laughs> um, look, I really, as just a casual college football fan, I could not give half a shit about this game, except I have money on the over. So, I think Ole Miss is going to score 40. Texas Tech doesn't play defense, and everyone from Austin to Lubbock knows this. Cliff Kingsbury cannot manage a close game for his life. I like, are we picking games now? Oh my goodness! Oh my god! Like, oh my god! That that Mike just said, "I'm done." I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> "I'm done." All right, so I'll start over. And make no, I'll give my prediction. We'll uh, we're gonna leave that in. I'm gonna give my prediction. I got Ole Miss beating Texas Tech, thirty to twenty. Hey, no, that means that fucks my parlay. Your parlay means nothing. You should use your parlay to get a new mic. <laughs> I will if I win. So you better hope there's more than sixty-seven points. You, I don't, I don't, think I don't gamble. I don't. I don't think there will be. I got Ole Miss I, winning I thirty-four twenty-four. So that's sixty-eight. No, that's fifty. You, <laughs> you're a Texas boy, so you got to do Texas, man. I'm struggling, and I'll get two. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying this. When you have a guy like Phil Longo, who is just a very smart coordinator, he'll put his team in the best position to win. And I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury and his team at all. True. You're going up against an SEC caliber team, and those illegal players are still on Ole Miss. Everybody that leaves. <laughs> all these players who got paid to come to Ole Miss are still there. They are the most dangerous team in the SEC this year. Because from game one to game 12, they have nothing to lose. Everybody's job is safe. They could pull upsets. They could ruin a lot of seasons this year. Starting with Texas Tech. They're going to kill Texas Tech before they even try to get any momentum. Yeah, I I like Ole Miss 45-38. Just want that parlay. I, I do, but I don't think either team will play enough defense. Bro, what you got? I agree with 
honestly don't know what the score is going to be. I'll just go with Ole Miss. We're going to win probably. Ole Miss could probably win. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, moving on to our next contest. Uh, we've got West Virginia playing Tennessee in Charlotte. Oh, wow. Um, I don't think this game's gonna be close at all. Will Greer, David Seals, uh Jennings Jr., there's just too much talent on this West Virginia offense for Tennessee to keep up. Uh, I don't think that Tennessee had we're gonna see how bad Tennessee is gonna be this season in this game. If they hang around, they might be decent and maybe go five hundred. If they get obliterated, we're really gonna see what they're gonna bring to the table. West Virginia rolls in this game. Uh, I think Will Greer bounces, shows everybody that he's healthy, bounces back from this injury, and shows that West Virginia is a for real team uh, in the Big 12 this year. This is how I feel about that game. I, in my oh, mind, geez. I think West Virginia should beat the brakes off of Tennessee. But Tennessee still has so many players. Very true. They still have I, – I don't know what Pruitt's going to do because Pruitt's never been a head coach. I don't know what he's going to do. But Pruitt has so many players to play with. Like, he has – Tyler Bird. He has Marquez Calloway, who, in my opinion, is so great. He just was stuck with Bush Jones. Like, like maybe, maybe they fix Jared. At quarterback, if he doesn't work, Keller no. Chris. I was like, you really think they're gonna fix Guarantano? I think he'll be gone at, at, in, in week four. They're gonna have to. I don't see it. I just don't. I'm just saying they have players. They have Nigel Warrior. Like they have players. That's true. They got players for sure. Like they have, they have a lot of players who can make big impacts. Todd Kelly is still there. He feels like he's been there for, for ten years. For 10 years but, Still there. <laughs> Aaron Kirkland, he's still there. Like they still have leaders on this team that are still there. AJ Peterson qualified. There are players. They've got an elite transcript fixer if that kid qualified. So I don't know. So I don't I don't know if they they could pull off an upset. I can see that. Because if you look, if you look at their wide reason? receiver core, if their quarterback gives them anything, they could put up points on the Their O-line is dog shit, though. On paper, on paper, their O-line is good, but they haven't performed you have Trey Smith. You have Trey Smith, who's the only good one. Yeah, who who might, we don't know how healthy he'll be. Their guy. Maybe uh, Tatum gets some play. The one who is two hundred and forty pounds coming out of high school. I'm just saying okay. they have they have guys. They have guys who can make an impact for that team. Eli Wolf is still on the roster. Are you serious? We have guys who we're talking about about making plays and all this who we still we keep forgetting they're still on the roster because they've been there for so damn long and have all I'm saying is thing. this when you look at Tennessee and you look at West Virginia. There are a lot of players on Tennessee that would start on West Virginia. Yeah. I think Jonathan Kongbo would start on West Virginia. Cy Tuttle would start on West Virginia. Oh, my Warrior, God. Warrior would start on West Virginia. Like, it's a lot of guys. 
Aaron Kirkland, he starts on West Virginia. Callaway starts on West Virginia. Oh, like, it's so many Easily. guys. Trey Smith starts on West Virginia. It's so many. Like a lot of people are predicting a, a blowout, and that probably, probably. Yeah. So predictions, fellas. For me, it just—I mean, you name a lot of great players, but for me, it just comes down to the leaders of the two offenses and who I trust more to get it done. Because if it is a close game, then who are you going to trust with the ball in their hand? I'm not trusting. And I'm not trusting, I'm not trusting Jared whatsoever. I can't. I just can't put my faith in him to get it done. Last, hey, him. last time I put trust in Will Greer, he let me down. <laughs> Point to point to the doll where you're hurt. So long ago. What you mean so long ago? I still remember the old Miss game. I remember the end of Tennessee game, man. He's supposed to be here. Yeah, okay. so, the, so y'all are so okay. salty about that? We got Felipe Frenchman. Okay. Hey, big time. Hey, because they got a <laughs> uh, slow one at quarterback this year. They much rather we went from Bill Grimm to Treon Harris. <laughs> <laughs> to Luke um, I like West Virginia. I don't think it's close. I think Tennessee sucks. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have an offensive line. New coach, new staff who I don't trust and I've heard some pretty shitty things about the Tennessee coaching staff. I think West Virginia play alive. I think they win by 17, 31 to 14, and Tennessee scores late. Yeah. And Greer's throwing for 300 plus. He's definitely going to cement himself in the Heisman race with this game, in my opinion. I think West Virginia rolls 38 20. So I think they definitely go ahead and get the job done. I just don't see Tennessee's. All the players you named are great, and Tennessee's defense may show up. But I just think Tennessee's offense is that dismal that it it won't matter. It just won't matter. Marrero, give your opinion so we can move on. I think it's going to be a lot closer than what you guys are saying. I don't think West Virginia is going to be that good this year. Heard a lot of people say that they're kind of overrated. They've lost a lot of guys on both sides of the ball. Will they probably win the game? Yeah, because Tennessee just always finds a way to lose games. So I'll say. Close game, probably like 20, 21, 28. Not to, be honest, West Virginia. to be honest, I'm I'm going with the upset. I'm going with Tennessee. I like the upset. I've been thinking about this for a while. Like, I really think Tennessee beats West Virginia. And to be honest, I think they beat them convincingly. Like, I don't think the score is going to be like they blow them out. But they're going to win this game, and they're going to control this game. I got them winning 28-21, but they're going to control this game from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. I like that prediction. So are you going with the upset too? No, I won't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> you <like> that much. <laughs> I don't like it that much, nor care that much. Got you. You want to stop disrespecting the SEC. SEC is not that good. All right, moving on. We don't All have to right. Get hey, hey, moving on. We've got FAU versus Oklahoma. I think Lane Kiffin, baby. There's a lot of people's personal favorites to watch. Um, I mean, this is going to be Kyler Murray's coming out party. So I hope everybody's just prepared for that come Sunday morning when you got to see him all over ESPN. Uh, but other than that, 
I don't really have that much interest in it outside of all the last chance you players inside the game. Uh, but other than that, I'm really just looking to see what Kyler Murray is going to do in his first real action as a starting quarterback for Oklahoma. So is Javon, is he, is he able to play this year for FAU? Javon Durant? I don't know. I do not know. I wonder if he's available to play and you have guys like you still have, you got McGriff, that my dog should be a gay. You got Karan Hayes. You got the best running back in the state, Devin Terry. But just, you're going up against Oklahoma, and Oklahoma's going to yep. score at least sixty. This is going to be bad for FAU. <laughs> They're going to get killed. It'll be a nice money game. Oh, it's a great, it's a great money game. Just to update you guys, Javon Durant will be playing on Saturday. They have players. Like, if this was FAU versus UCS, then yeah, I give Which is coming in three I, weeks. I give it FAU. But this is FAU against a team that played in the playoff last year who still have horses all they over the won. field. Yep. This will not be close at all. This is like 60-15. No. This is, I don't know. This is my I think this is probably the second best noon kickoff game we have after Texas Tech Ole Miss. Um, I, I'm a huge Lincoln Riley fan. I think watching Lincoln Riley and Lane Kiffin play chess all all morning is going to be a fun one to watch. But from what I've heard, the Oklahoma offense with Kyle Murray isn't clicking yet. So for that reason, I still think I'm not picking FAU by any stretch. I just think OU will win. Well, OU is going to win convincingly, but. With how well Lane pays attention to the spreads, I think Lane will try and try his hardest to get a backdoor cover on national. I'm TV. sorry, listeners. This is so, terrible. This is terrible. So, so I'm picking. I'm picking OU to win by 17. By what? They'll probably score 30, 35. <laughs> uh, no, I'll go by 14. Harrison, I, you I just have OU back. only winning by seven. 17. 17. Oh, no. Oh, we can't uh, 17, and Lane will get a backdoor cover. So, like, 38 21. If you think that Oklahoma is only scoring score 38 points, yeah. They scored more points against Georgia. Big facts. <laughs> I know FAU and Georgia are kind of close this year. But, oh, man. <laughs> Oklahoma oh, yeah, wait, uh-huh. Whatever. is going to. Millie Rock all over FAU's <laughs> I think they score more points next week versus UCLA than they do versus FAU. Man, y'all better stop believing in that Lane Kiffin Kool-Aid, dog. I love Lane Kiffin. Everybody, the Lane train. It, it, everybody loves Lane. I don't Pause. Know. Okay. Now, I got Oklahoma definitely winning this game. I don't have as close as you do, Harrison. <laughs> I think it's somewhere in the range of 48 to 20. Lane Kiffin I got it that close. I don't think it's going to be that close. Uh, and Oklahoma's Oklahoma. They're going to put up a lot of points. They're going to kind of play defense when they have to, and they're going to walk away with another dub. That's just what they do, especially against these non-conference opponents for the most part. That's just what they're about. So. Marrera, who you got? Harrison, the spread's 21, right? Minus 21? Yeah. I think they're going to cover the spread, but they're going to lose. FA is going to lose. I don't know a score, but they're going to cover that spread. Yeah, I have FA covering. Good teams win, great teams cover. Well, let's move on. 
So moving on to uh, Bama Louisville. Now, if this game was last year, I feel like everybody would be a lot more excited for it. <laughs> However, no one gives <laughs> a single shit about this game. Lamar Jackson is gone, and Louisville is not the same team. They bring back a lot of weapons, but without a person to of Lamar Jackson's caliber, this team is not going to look anywhere near the same offensively. And Bama is Bama, and I think they're going to go right in. And I honestly don't think that they're going to blow them out by that much because Bama tends to not blow out teams often. But I honestly think that Bama's just going to – Tua and Jalen are going to get not equal snaps. Tua's probably going to get it more of a 65-35 percentage-wise. But Bama is just too much for Louisville. Even even with Lamar Jackson, I thought Bama was too much for Louisville. Now without him, it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly. Well, when you got a guy like Juwan Pass, yep, nice little dual threat quarterback. Like I I like Juwan Pass. I don't think he should be starting. I like him coming out of high school. I don't think he should be starting. I think my little bro Malik Cunningham should be starting. But I'm a little biased. But they're going up against this monster. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at this monster, their their quarterback competition is between a guy who came in at half and won a national championship, and a guy who was twenty six and two as a starter, and had to do nothing in half those games. And the problem with that is the third string guy to win a national championship with them because the third string guy is better than the guy who went twenty six and two. Who's the third string? There is two Jacksonville Bowls. Duval. If you look at that offense, Damian Harris. Najee. Najee. Look. Jerry G. Oh my. It's too Yeah. It's just too much. Shout out to Jalen Waddle. Devontae Smith. Henry Ruggs. That team. Is built everywhere. Yep, and it don't even look at the defense because their young corners would start anywhere in the country, except for Floyd, like, the best duo in the country. Oh my goodness! But that, that duo, like, oh my god, they made Trayvon Diggs into a good player. He sucks. <laughs> like Trayvon Diggs is terrible, but he's good now because he went to Alabama. I don't know what happens. Like Pat and Pat and Job are probably going against their as true freshmen, they're probably going against their best receivers they'll play all year except versus maybe Ole Miss. Just imagine you're freshmen going against each other, right? You have Jalen Waddle and Patrick Sertan. In practice. Shit ain't fair. Man, Saban gotta go. Kirby too. <laughs> <laughs> Those are freshmen. You're hating on greatness. Those, and next year, those will be the two best players on that team. Yeah. No. Judy won't. Judy's not. Waddle's better than Judy now. You stop Judy it. Judy is the fourth best wide receiver on that team. And he would be wide receiver. Oh, he's the best. At almost he's the second. Or, he's the first or second. He's not better than Devontae. He's not better than Yes, better he than is. Him. If we're going off Moving production, on. he's not. Yeah, because he had a moron throwing him the football. And moron was six and two. Yep. The, the moron didn't have to do anything but hand it off and throw a screen and throw a wheel. Take Henry Ruggs, Ridley, and Devontae Smith. I mean, Jacob Coker won you know, whatever. You don't have to be good at quarterback to win at Alabama. That's what I'm saying. 
and now they have a good one. It's just a luxury. We're all doomed. We're not doomed because you know who's Ole doomed. Oh, Miss. Oh, Miss is saving is that Thorne is saving his backside. Oh, Miss has nothing to lose. They'll come back. They'll do something dirty. Take out everybody. <laughs> go to the SEC championship and play a team like Auburn and win. It's nothing. Auburn ain't going to no SEC championship. Hey, talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So, score prediction was before the score prediction. The problem with this game is this is an ACC versus SEC matchup. But this feels like this feels like they're the ones playing Charleston Southern. Yeah, like, it does. Like, this game won't be close. Like, this is going to be bad. In every stretch of the word. Like, the spread is 24 and a half. Who might not score? Wait, you said the spread is 24 and a half? They're going to yes. cover that. Do you, think Louisville, do you think Louisville can really score on them? Like, like being honest, do you really think they can just score on them? They can score against the not, second team in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And and it's not that I, I don't think Bama can put up a ridiculous amount of points. I just don't think Bama will. I just think Bama – Nick Saban kind of has this thing where he puts a lot of points early and then just calls the horses off and kind of just decides to run the ball. So, I mean, I don't – will they cover? I don't, I'm not 100%. If they cover, it'll be like 30 to 3. But I don't think that it'll be them – Putting forty-five or fifty points up on Louisville—that's what I don't. Think. I know the problem with this: Alabama can run the ball all game. You're not stopping. You're not stopping Damian or Najee. You're not. Both of them can go and get you forty points on the ground. With that, on so score predictions. It's simple. This is not going to be close. You know, win by thirty. Louisville might not score. Marrero. It was a spread 21, 28? 24 20, and a half. 24 They're going to cover. Probably like 50 to 20. They're going to cover the This game should not be the primetime game. Auburn, Washington should be the 8 o'clock game. But Bamba's going to cover. Tua's going to cement himself as the starter, even though everyone who has half a brain already knows that. And it's just going to be another game for Alabama. Nothing special, boring, primetime blow. I'll be watching Notre Dame, Michigan. Javi? Um, I don't think they'll cover. Like I said, if they cover, it'll be because Louisville just doesn't score the football. They they put up zero points or three points. But I don't think that I, – I honestly think that they'll win more of a 30-7, to seven, just, just barely not covering. And I just think that at some point – Nick Saban will call the dogs off. He'll see that Louisville really is in a bad way. And he'll put in his second stringers, and they just won't score. They'll just run the clock out. And so, I, I yeah, I'll, I'll stick with my score. 30-7 to 7 is probably what I'm thinking. You know, last year against Colorado State, who probably shouldn't have been on the field with them either, the final score was 41-23. So, we'll, I think we'll see a little bit, quote-unquote, closer than what you guys have it. I just don't see it. I just don't. I don't. This could be forty-five to three. I mean, hey, but like we'll see. Because we've seen Alabama do these the teams that you think, okay, yeah, they score ten points. Well, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because they beat Vanderbilt fifty-nine to nothing last year. Ole Miss sixty-six to three. 
So I mean, they have it in them. They beat Alabama, Alabama beat them, beat Vanderbilt that bad on accident. <laughs> not to score and scored more. I mean, I just you know, we'll see. <laughs> this and last year's team was not supposed to win the championship because last te- year's teams was not as good as this one. This team, I agree, doubled the talent, especially offensively. This team Special. is going to kill people. This whole team should be arrested. This is going to be the easiest so. undefeated season they've ever had. All right, so moving on. Move, moving on to the other team in Alabama. Auburn and Washington at 3.30 on ESPN in Atlanta. It should be a good game. Herbo, Chavi, Marrero. This is the biggest game of the year. This is the best game of opening weekend. It's the biggest game. This has national championship implications. What? What? For for Washington, if they lose this game, they're done. Yeah, so it's a wrap. Washington will probably win. Okay, you got Jake Browning. Who has a Heisman candidate with an asterisk against Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham is this fake great quarterback from Baylor. He's not as good as people think. He's probably the third best quarterback in that game. Who's this? Oh, Jacob Eason. Who's the second? Eason. He's not eligible. Jacob Eason's though. not playing. No, he said the third best quarterback in the game. He's so just... he's oh, yeah. Jacob Eason is better than Jared Stidham. But the problem is Washington doesn't have the weapons around Jake Brown that Jared Stidham has. Mm-hmm. Auburn is still Auburn. Washington is still Washington. Auburn's going to beat Washington. I can't. I won't say it's an easy game to call. I like Auburn in this matchup just because, like what you were saying, I think Auburn just has just has more. It's not that I think Washington's a bad team or I think this is going to be a blowout game or anything like that. I just think that Auburn has more when it comes to this ballgame. And because of that, they're going to win the game. Um, I love Jake Browning, although he's, like you were saying, noodle arm. But I, I don't know. I think it's going to be another – rendition of what happened two years ago when they came here and played Bama. I think they'll stick around in the first half. They'll use all that energy, first game of the season, a lot of hype, adrenaline's running. They'll have that for the first half, maybe keep it close, maybe even take a lead for a short period of time. But when that second half comes around, Auburn's going to flex that muscle and it's just going to be too much for them to keep up. And so, like uh, Marrero was saying, I think this is, a, this is a huge game. This is an elimination game for both teams in my personal opinion. Um, the loser of this game, unless Auburn were to beat Bama and Georgia away this year and finish undefeated, finish um, eleven and one, if they were to lose this game, that's the only way I can see them getting in. And because I don't think that's going to happen, it's an elimination game for both teams. They both teams need this to pad their stats for the season coming up. Washington needs it because I think they're the only real contender in the Pac-12 playoff. And because I think Auburn needs it just in case they do slip up against another SEC opponent to have this on their on their resume. Well, they will slip up. So going well, like UCLA, Chip Kelly. They might not even go five hundred. 
UCLA might you not be like Kelly, the savior of football. Savior of football for who? I don't know. I heard, I heard a lot of people in the offseason talking about Chip Kelly, man. Why? Don't listen they to Twitter o- people. They play Oklahoma week two. You really got them over there? Come on, man. CLA. Preview of next CLA over Oklahoma. Okay. Man, slide. Hey, you might as well pick FAU. <laughs> the best okay. offensive mind besides Dan Mullen in the whole college. Oh, man. It's, it's, oh, <laughs> it's a joke, guys. But anyways, back to watching. He's just a racist. Ooh, but I have I would not put a dollar on this game, and I have reported picking this game. I just oh think Gus. I just think Gus is not even close to the coach Chris Peterson is. I think that's where Washington has the advantage. However, Auburn has the home crowd because it's going to be like eighty twenty at the least since it's in Atlanta. They've got the better quarterback instead of which I completely disagree with Herbo on. And I also think that Washington's O-line and receivers can't handle Auburn's defense. So, for that reason, I'm going to pick Auburn in an ugly one. Although, I wouldn't be surprised if Gus does this yearly bullshit where he blows one or two games he should win every single season. You're saying a lot, but not a lot is coming out? Exactly. Auburn 27-23. It'll be close. It'll be ugly. So you got Auburn. Also yep, you picked Auburn. Auburn. Yes, he picked. He picked Auburn. Okay. Yeah. Harrison's got Auburn. Harrison's got Auburn. But when Jake Bynum feels a blitz, he's gonna crumble. He always yeah. crumbles. He always does. So this is just simple to me. I'm telling you, this is the easy. I just game. don't trust Browning. Jake Browning's not. He's not as good as people think. This is literally the game of the two quarterbacks who are not as good as people think. Agreed. And I think Sidham's okay. the better one of the bunch, so that's why I'm picking Auburn. Felipe Frank, no, I'm playing. Never mind. So who you got? <laughs> Shut up. I mean, who got Dante? Who you got? Yeah, I'm calling my slave name. I got Auburn winning this game, twenty-four to fourteen. Okay, so you think it's gonna be kind of close, Marrero? It's gonna come down to the the trenches. To, you gotta see if Washington has the dogs to keep up with that Auburn D line. I mean, I think it's going to be closer than what you guys are saying. It might come down to the last couple of plays, but I'll go with I'll go with Washington because they they really need they need this win. Auburn doesn't really need it because if they run the table, they'll get in. Highly doubt they will run the table. Well, I think Washington's somehow going to find a way to win this game, and because if they don't win, if they don't win this game, when it comes down to the to the college football playoff time. Alabama and Georgia are going to be sitting pretty well with both of those teams ready to try and get a way in. So if Washington loses this game, they have literally no chance of getting in. I'll tell you right now, Auburn needs this win more, and I'll tell you why. Auburn loses to Washington. They have at least one more guarantee because when Auburn plays Alabama, I know Alabama, you never know. When they play Georgia, you never know. They need this game. Auburn has a five-week stretch in October, from October 6th to November 10th where they play at Mississippi State, home to Tennessee, at Ole Miss, with bye week, Texas A&M, and at Georgia. And then you have a cupcake, and then you're at Alabama. So that's – His name, two more games, Ole Miss and Georgia. At Mississippi State. That's not going to lose that game. 
Nobody's scared of no cowbells. You guys are going to lose them. But that, that's that's not gonna be that's not gonna be the case. Guys is, when you guys university play them, they might lose, but university of Florida ain't losing to them. <laughs> All right, we'll see. So we have three did Chadi pick? I or? did not. Um I'm honestly gonna switch my picks. Um I was originally gonna go with Auburn, but I like um, it. But I think Moreau switched me over. I'm gonna go with Washington. He's right. They don't win this game, they can pretty much chalk up their season. I bet you could get you coat too. I mean, I, I just think that UW is going to come out there. They're going to find a way to win, whether it's with trick plays, winning on special teams, something. And there's something, and there's something that I don't trust about Malzahn when he's having to play in prime time. I just don't. I, I he's zero two in that stadium so far. I think he's going to be zero three on Saturday, and it's just not. It, that stadium is just going to become a, a fictional curse for for Auburn. And so I got UW in that. Auburn wins. Um, he actually did win versus Missouri okay, that, oh in 2013. That was in the Georgia Dome. That was in the Mercedes-Benz. Oh, Mercedes-Benz, um, right. He's lost to UCF and Georgia in that state. Next week. Well, he lost to UCF. Sorry, got in. Beats Washington. I expect an apology. Okay. You got one. I'll be at the game, so you got one. <laughs> um, you see Jake Brown and Coward in fear? I mean, hey, he's – he stood his ground for one half against Alabama, and one half against Bama is like half. two halves against yeah, Alabama. A lot of people, um, lot of people stand their ground. They don't make it. <laughs> we got three games left, two. right? We got two. We got uh, – so next we're going to go ahead and talk Another about – Another big one. Uh, I, Eric said that he thinks it's the biggest one of the weekend. Michigan, I think Michigan, Notre Dame. Uh, can – Harbaugh get really his first big win at, in his tenure at Michigan. He's had some little small ones here and there, but he's not been able to beat the big names. He beat Florida. Okay, like That's I said, not he hasn't been able to beat name. the big names. Um, <laughs> so, Harris. Fuck y'all. It's a what? very big win. You are talking about a national I mean, yeah, champion. Because he was able to do it with what, Wilton Spate at quarterback? So, yeah, I'll give it to him. But Michigan needs this. Like, Harbaugh needs this for his credibility as a coach at Michigan, essentially. I mean, I don't think he's going to go anywhere, but still, for the public's uh, view, Harbaugh has been pretty just above average to good at his tenure at Michigan. He needs a primetime win over a team that, in my opinion, is vastly overrated. But, hey, their their ranking is their ranking, and people are going to look at that ranking and think, oh, wow, that's a huge win for Harbaugh on the road. But in all in all actuality, Michigan should really have no trouble with this. I think Michigan has – the only problem with Michigan is they lost um, their top wide receiver for the second year in a row. Yeah, black. we'll see how that um, hurts them offensively. But I don't see it being that big of a detriment against a Notre Dame side that has lost a lot of talent and is really going to be sitting on – Brandon Winbush's shoulders to win this ball game. Oh, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. So Michigan needs needs this win simply because I don't think Michigan is going to do all that well in the Big Ten this year. But they need the, it, Harbaugh needs this for his own credibility's sake. Well, in my opinion, Michigan is so good and talented on defense. They should win their conference this year. They might. They should. They have the, in my opinion, the best defensive mind in football. 
you have Don Brown with all these studs. There's no reason for them not to win. Like this team is head and shoulders better than Notre Dame. Like I, yeah. I know rankings wise, this is a good matchup, but this is a very bad matchup for Notre Dame. Michigan can if Shea Patterson is as good as people say he is, I don't see it. I think he was the second best quarterback on Ole Miss roster. But if he's as good as people think he is, this should not even be a contest. This should be over a half. I just want to. Yeah. I, I just want to see this game should really show us how good and for real Michigan is. Because if they come out here and lose Notre Dame, I literally have no. Like I see no chance in them being anything this year. Uh, if they would come out flat and lose to Notre Dame, I don't, I don't know if Harbaugh will make it past the first week after the season. But I had money. I was going to bet on Michigan early. The, the lines changed all over the place the last two days since the Tariq Black injury. But it's not going to be close. Notre Dame's receivers suck. Wimbush is not good. Don Brown is a genius at stopping the run. And you like. Notre Dame's going to have to run the football versus Aubrey Solomon, uh, Rashawn Gary, and Devin Bush, who might be a top five linebacker in America. And on offense, they still got – He's number three. What? I agree. Shots at the crib. And on offense, I think Michigan's too much. They got Shea Patterson, who's the best quarterback Harbaugh's had in his tenure there by a a large margin. And they still have Donovan Peoples-Jones, a good O-line and a running game they can lean on. I don't think this is close. I just wouldn't touch it because of how how weird things can get in South Bend, but I think Michigan should win this by at least a touchdown. Maybe eight. eight I said eight touchdowns. I was like, oh, okay. No, eight to ten points. There's just so many players on Michigan's team, like, defensively. Like, I don't – I just don't see how this game could be close. I just don't. We all have Michigan. Marrero, well, this is this must win for Notre Dame if they have any chance of making the playoffs. They're not good. Well, they're projected to run the table. That is because they have. They're not beating USC. They, they have. They have a relatively cupcake. They've got three games this year that really are going to test them. This is the biggest one. We'll see. We'll see when they meet Stanford. I keep uh, going. And then US, they've got USC to end the season. We'll see what Virginia Tech and Florida State are. I don't know. But both of those teams could be completely different by the time that they meet them. But They definitely have a loss in there somewhere. With oh, all they ab- absolutely do. So I, I don't know who's picking them to run the table, but they need to get checked out. Um, only problem, that I just, only problem with Michigan, their wide receiver coach has a strike finish. <laughs> <laughs> The wide, receivers, All right. the wide receivers might suck this year. So if you want my prediction, I think yeah. Michigan is going to win this game, and I'll make a bold prediction. I think they're in the playoffs at the end of the year. That's how I feel. That's exactly I think they're in the playoffs, but it's all going to come down to that week five game between Ohio State and Penn State. Okay. Only problem, Another problem with Michigan is they got a lot of guys who should have went to Florida. And with the Michigan, oh, <laughs> so ha 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 ha, and is still there. Ha. So who you got? Who you got, Dante? <laughs> yeah, I got Michigan by. I say thirty-four to fourteen. 
That's a big number. That's, that's possible. I don't think I don't think Notre Dame is good. This Michigan is going to need a turnover turn after this game. This could get bad like what Miami did to Notre Dame. This could get bad. Hey, y'all didn't believe it. Yeah. I, 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 uh, as much as I want to agree with you and think that Michigan is going to route them, I don't trust Michigan. I just don't. How can you try to with Jim McElwain on staff? I don't trust Michigan. I, I don't trust Notre Dame, so I'm going to pick the team I trust more. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Michigan. I just don't think it's going to be that a blowout. I honestly think it's going to be fairly close. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking somewhere in the range of 24-17, and they win in the fourth quarter. But I can definitely see Notre Dame at points in this game leading because, one, I, they're at home. That's going to be a huge boost for them. Who knows? Brandon Wimbush actually might show that he's a capable quarterback. Doubt it, but it's possible. He's not. And – like you're saying. Hey, Al Golden thought he was. <laughs> Michigan may stumble out the blocks. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. They tend to do this against teams that they should be beating. And God forbid, God forbid it rains. Because if that's the case, then they can lose to anybody like they did against Michigan State last year. So, I got Michigan, but it's going to be close. I got two things to say. I see someone, I don't remember who said it, but they need to stop with the Harbaugh slander. Harbaugh was a bad spot away from going to the playoffs against Ohio State. And whoever says he's not meeting expectations, I mean, you can't really blame him when you have these super teams in Ohio State running through your division. And Penn State. They can be on the come of – I think Michigan's going to win that game if they, play, if they do play them this year. And also, that's, don't underestimate that South Bend environment. I remember I went, like two, I went two years ago for that game. They were like four. They were like four, and they were un, they were unranked, losing record, and the stadium was still packed, still sold out. Right. I mean, you know where they're at. They have nowhere to go. That play. They get they get excited for those games. I think it was a little different because it was Miami Notre Dame, but I mean, this is still a big time game, and it's week one. Go to church. Oh man. Watch Fox News. Oh no. Hey, who? What's wrong with Fox News? They watch Fox. They go to church. They do incense, and then they go. (laughs) All right, moving on from the Notre Dame slander. All right, get us out of here. That's how you create creatures like Yayo. Moving on from the Notre Dame fans. Wait, are we not? Are we gonna completely skip BTFS? Oh no, no, no. We'll add that. I forgot. I don't know why that's on my list, but yeah. Okay, let's since we're always talking about it, let's go to it. Virginia Tech versus Florida State. Right nineteen versus twenty in the rankings. I honestly don't know. I got I, I don't know who to choose in this game. My, I, everything I'm reading is telling me to go with with Virginia Tech. Oh, no. Florida State just looks like a mess and I just don't Trust Florida State. DeAndre Francois is their starting quarterback. Whip de doo. The last time we saw him, he was getting obliterated by an Alabama team that went on to win a national championship game. But um, we'll just see. I really have no. I'm really kind of in the middle swing between both, and I think both teams are capable of winning this ball game. I don't think there's one that's yards better than the other. So I'll say this: there's only one name that matters in this matchup. Bud Foster. Foster. He is the guy. 
It's a Bud Foster defense going up against a Willie Taggart offense. Taking Bud Foster every single time. I don't care how much talent Florida State has. They had a bunch of talent last year, and we saw how far they went. True. True. Bud Foster is going to give that team hell. It is so many different blitzes and pressures he's going to give. It's going to be hard for Francois. We have a repeat of the Bama game where he really couldn't see. <laughs> He's been running for his life the entire time. I'll say that Virginia Tech has a better version of Jabril Preppers than my little bro Devin Hunter. Like, they have – he's a stud. Like, next year he's in the NFL. Like, they lost some corners, but it's Virginia right. Tech. You know, they always, you know Virginia Tech got some corners waiting that are NFL ready. This is true. I think, I think Bud Foster is the only reason that this game will stay close. I just think Virginia Tech has lost too much on defense, especially for it to for them to last for four quarters. I think it's close heading into the fourth. I just think at the end of the day, FSU's running backs are probably going to win in this game, and Acres and LeBorn. I don't want that to happen, but I'm just picking FSU by four. And I think it'll be ugly close, and I think Taggart will pull out a win. I'll say this: game. if I got to go best quarterback in this matchup, Josh Jackson's the better quarterback. I was about to say the same thing. I, I, I was like, that's the X factor for me if Virginia Tech wins this ball game. It's got to be Josh Jackson. But if he goes out and plays the way he's supposed to. Who has bigger wins? DeAndre Francois. Francois yeah. has bigger wins, but Josh Jackson is the better quarterback. Francois is going to have something to prove this year. And Francois is also probably on the better team. On the way better, way better team. Florida State has talent that can compete with anybody in the country. Florida State should win this. If if it were just talent, Florida State should win this by at least 10. But it's not. This is a mentally weak team. That's what I was thinking. A clownish coach. I agree. Clownish work habits. A clownish quarterback. And some DBs who just suck. I don't know what they're doing playing Stanford at safety. I really I, don't, I don't understand that. Okay, you have Nazardine, Stanford Samuels, Kyle Myers, and Levante Taylor. Levante Taylor should not be playing outside. If they were smart, they if they were smart, they'd play Stanford and Levante outside because I think Kyle Myers. Kyle Myers is fucking I think terrible. three of their three of their DBs are terrible that are starting. Don't say don't say Stanford. I think I don't think Stanford's good, but I do. I, Levante Taylor is good. He's he is good, but he's not this lockdown corner that people think is. They're about to get mixed Madden again. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> People gonna try. Levante Taylor is a midget. He's a midget. He's, the only, start, yeah. he's the only person I know who went around called himself an underdog when he was ranked the number one corner in the country. I'm a, I'm a underdog. <laughs> you just can't ride rides. <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying right now, if they have if Virginia Tech, I don't, I don't know their receivers. Cause I don't care about Virginia Tech, but they got one six foot receiver. He gonna kill. Them. All their receivers are six foot plus, except for one. Three out of the four. 
are their starting receivers is six foot plus. Virginia Tech by ten. <laughs> oh, oh boy! All right, since we're getting into the bias wow. or no bias, no bias. Oh, 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 if I was biased, I'd say twenty. Okay, I'm giving respect to them because I like Taggart as a person. I'm giving to him. Florida State 27 23. Who you got? My dog J Rod getting six sacks that game. Does not get me a pick? Hey, high school, baby. J Rod, show up this game, dog. Marrero? I think I don't think it's going to be close, in my opinion. Virginia Tech's FSU. Well, FSU just has a terrible coach, but they got a national championship roster. I said it last year. If Francois didn't get hurt, they'd probably be in the national championship. But that's so my we, opinion. Javi? So I think you got – so I think we're certain you got FSU on that? Yeah, I got FSU. I got FSU. We got two FSUs and two VTs. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dante on that. I'm, I'm going to go with Vitek. I hope Vitek wins, though. I Let think Vitek, confidence. I think Vitek will pull it out. And I think we're going to – We're all rooting for Vitek. Yeah. yeah. But I think we're gonna see another. No, I'm, I'm really not rooting. I'm not rooting for any team. You bet not rooting. I don't. Really, I don't really like any of them. That's true. You, I mean, you don't vibe tech the win because whoever wins this is gonna have that confidence that they can let win. Them, and let division, them get that confidence. That division right now is three teams. Yep. FSU's in the other division. They're in Clemson division, so they got no shot. It's three teams in this division. In this conference? In the conference. That's all I'm not saying. In this conference. You don't want any confidence. You don't want any of these teams to get Because whatever team wins is the other one drops. Yep. And it's going to be tough to come back from that. Okay. Because uh, right now you have Miami, Clemson, Florida State, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, Florida State. Whoever wins that, I don't care about them no more. Miami, Clemson. Yeah, whoever's left. Any of those teams could win the ACC. Oh, no. <laughs> Virginia Tech lost like 10 people on defense just off suspension, getting kicked off the team, transferring. They beat Florida State with all that. that that's something. Yeah, that's a wide – that's a, a way you can keep riding all the way until – because the, the great thing about Virginia Tech's schedule is after this game against Florida State, they don't have another decent opponent until Notre Dame in October. So this is really a game where they could be five and zero going into that Notre Dame game, and this and and really be riding high at some point. So, and they got Miami at, at home. Uh, yeah, in November. So their their big games this year. Luckily, their schedule is really spread out. All the ranked teams that they're playing are months away from each other. So they really can just focus on not saying they're gonna look over every team that they're playing, but they can really just focus on the big games this year if they get it done. Week one. Also, by the time they play Miami, Cozy Perry might be the quarterback. No chance. <laughs> like Cozy might be the quarterback by the time. Like I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Too like, much shade to Malik. We need, we need, I'm just saying, we need to like take my tech a little more serious than we are. I ain't taking them serious until they beat Miami. Man, yeah, like, never mind. You know what? I mean, if they if they come into that Miami, Miami game, if they come into that Miami game undefeated at that point, you got to take them seriously. Oh, for real. Right, when they play each other, it's a good. One of them will be undefeated. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, since we're talking about Miami, let's go let's ahead. Go. And, let's go ahead and finish up with the last Sunday last night. Game. Jerry World. Jerry World, I'll be there. Uh, LSU Miami. You, Marrero, I'm, I'm gonna let you take this one. You, you can go ahead and start off with your predict because you're gonna be the longest one. So hey, I, I've been I've been hyped about this game for, since they announced this game on the schedule, like three years ago, and I knew that this game right here would. It's not really like a pillar, but it definitely is something that is. It's not really a must win for Miami. You're talking about playoff wise, but like as a program wise, this is a must must win situation. They cannot lose this game. After LSU doesn't even have a quarterback, bringing in a transfer quarterback starting, lose a lot of guys on both sides of the ball. LSU still has a good defense, so I'll give them that. But I don't know if they're going to be able to hang with this Miami offense. I think people aren't giving credit to this Miami offense of how talented it really is. I don't know. I mean, they're a quarterback away from having a national championship type offense, just not with that offensive line. It's gotten better. It's gotten a lot better over the years, but it's still not where Miami wants it to be. But if I, I've been, I mean, on the big three roll up, I said Miami was going to blow them out by forty, and that was a little homer. But like, I think the win. You also said that nine months ago. Hey, I, I've been t- waiting for this game. I think it's going to be. It's four days away. They're, whenever this goes up, probably three or two days away. I think Miami's going to win this game. I'll give it thirty-four twenty-one, thirty-five twenty-one, oh, something God. like that. Okay. I, it might be, it might be, it might be like closer, like in score wise, because Miami might not score on them, but LSU is definitely. I don't think they're scoring on us many yeah, I'm times. Just, I'm, just gonna say, I, I'm going last. I'm going to go last. Names, for this all right. Just going to say Jamar Chase, Kelvin Joseph, Jacoby Stevens, Caleb Von Chaisen, Kerry Vincent Jr., Jonathan Giles. Come on, but mention the Don't best one. Mention the best one. <laughs> Joe Burrow. No. Christian Fulton. Bernard Fournette. The best DB in the country. Greedy Williams. Yep, I like that. Devin, Devin, Devin White. I love White. These are names of all people who will be playing in the league very soon. Okay, so a couple of those but, are stretched. Yeah, Joe Burrow might not. But yeah, the one thing about this, none of that matters. Miami is going to beat the brakes. That's what I like to hear. My Miami is loaded at every spot except, except for cornerback. No, I like the corner. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who cares? Who cares, man? Uh, who cares? Does start in the trenches. Man, give give Malik check down. Give him just three seconds, two to three seconds. It's gonna be hard when Devin White coming down there. He's gonna pop him in the mouth about three times. But Miami has studs, like just studs everywhere. They're all over the field. Like this is vintage Miami. That's what we're about to see this year. Oh, I don't know about that. No. If you look at the a- okay, Miami and this ACC, this ACC is not loaded. It not at all, not loaded at all. It's a- Miami, Miami has a case to where they can win the ACC. Yep, they, they do. Have- they they have a legit the legitimate I'm chance. I'm not saying that, but that defense is older. 
They got the best. They got Joe Joe Jackson. Jackson. Michael Jackson, dog. Jaquan Johnson. Shaq Quarterman. Like, they have studs. Mr. Miami and Pickney. Gerald Willis. Gerald Willis' head is straight. We all know Gerald Willis. He's an animal. Joe Willis hasn't done anything in three years. Yeah, but when he gets to play and he's not being crazy, it's over. In rehab. <laughs> that team. I didn't say Pinkney. Like, this team is nasty. Like, the team is really nasty. It's nasty. It's nasty in that front seven. They're the best team in the state right now, and it's not close. Not close. Like, that team is loaded everywhere, but they got Malik Rozier at quarterback. But Malik won games last year. Exactly. Malik won games. I thought he could never win. Also, they got the future at quarterback. They got Jaren Williams. They got I don't know about the. I don't know about the future. Jaren's the future, Marrero. No, I'm talking about like to lead us to lead Miami to a title. Yes, I don't know if they. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is your school. future. I wanted Jaron Williams. Jaron Williams is the guy. If if Miami wasn't ready this year, I would have started Jaron over Malik. Like like we did with Kaya back in the day. Yeah, like I, yeah. I think I think. Malik just get Malik gives you the better chance to win right now. Yep. With that roster Miami has, you need to win now. You need to be in the playoffs this year. There's no more next year. This is the best. This Miami team will be better than the team next year, but the team after that will be comparable to this one. This team needs to win now. Agree. Javi, this is crazy. You know everything that you're saying. Makes me want to pick Miami, but there's one thing that oh, you didn't boy. say oh my that God. makes me want to Here pick you. And his name is Mark Rick, and this is a game that he loses. He ain't losing he's got one. the team. He's got all of these amazing players. He's playing a team that, quite frankly, doesn't belong in the same stadium, and he loses it by seven. Oh, no way. No chance. Because he just doesn't get it going. Because the offense just didn't work. Because his quarterback throws one or two picks that don't make any sense. This is a game that Mark Rick loses 10 times out of 10, which is why I'm going to go with LSU. There's just it, – it's it's too perfect. Prime time. Sunday. <laughs> You've got all this talent. You're showing. Your Mark Rick hate showing, dog. I see it. <laughs> it's, it's not hate. It's literally. I've seen this too many hey, times. Hey, facts don't care about your feelings. I, I'm spitting facts. Exactly. How many times did Mark Rick go into a game with all the talent in the world and come out with an L? The Alabama, the Alabama game back in the day. Y'all lost to Pitt last year 24 14. Hey, why are you bringing up old stuff? Like, I'm just saying. Oh, you got to bring up old stuff. It's facts. This, this, is, this is a game where he goes into it supposed, supposed to win by 20 plus, cover the spread easy. And we get to the fourth quarter, and it's only a three-point ball game because, for some reason, it's still tight. It's going to be tight. Last year against last year against FSU, y'all should have played way better than what you did. You didn't. The Why? spread is three. Yeah, I think we're covering that. I, oh, you're think, covered. Yeah. I think this when Miami plays teams that people perceive are better than them, besides Clemson, they play, they play better. better. Besides Clemson, 
The Clemson, yeah. Clemson is the closest thing we got to Alabama. So I under, that's understandable. But when other teams who they perceive are going to be, FSU is going to beat them. They said nope. Notre Dame. Notre yeah. Dame is going to beat Nope. Like these teams, they play when they're the t- if, if LSU, and before this game started, if LSU is predicted to win by more, by most of these analysts, I got a feeling Miami beats the brakes off of them. Now, if everybody goes into this game thinking Miami's going to win, then, you know, Miami might be, oh, yeah, we're Miami. We'll beat them because we're Miami. That's the only thing. That's the stop for the shit. Yeah. I, think, I think the spread kind of shows you what people think. If it's It opened with LSU being a favorite, and now it's shifted to Miami by three. And I, and I don't think people trust Miami. I... Which, it's going to be – it's probably going to be what? What do you think, Marrero? 60-40 LSU? No. Oh, no, way 70-30 maybe. I think 70-30. 70-30. So it's pretty much almost Yeah, I mean, it's game. in Dallas. That's a whole It's game. not a neutral site. They, they should have just – I'd rather play at Death Valley. Well, I'm, I'm play. No, you wouldn't. Want, I mean, I want to nice. play as a – No, you I want to play there as a fan to go to the stadium. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, as a fan. I'll say this. I'll say the two best players in this game are on LSU. But yes. three to like fifteen might be on Miami. This game, all right. I'm gonna give my piece on this because I've been waiting for ten minutes. This game is going to suck. <laughs> it's going to be sloppy. There will be turnovers. Take the under forty-seven because I don't think a lot of teams are going to score. Either team is going to score a lot. I think Burrow is unpro- Burrow is unproven. And I don't think Malik Rozier is that good. And this is probably the second best defense Malik Rozier has played. Agree? Ever, can we all agree on that? Yeah. Yes. Ed O. What? It's a corner who makes it on the field by the time they play. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> I, Ed O's a terrible coach. Rick loses this game nine times out of ten. But he's winning this one. LSU has the trench advantage. I like Miami's defense. I like Miami's secondary versus LSU's offense. If I had to pick, which I'm picking, uh, fuck, I'm going to pick LSU by two. A safety? Oh, you had 10 minutes to pick one, and you picked LSU? It, it, yeah. You thought about this. I did. I've been like I was at Miami I was literally at Miami this morning but now that I think about how LSU has the two best players on defense and I like their front seven against Miami's line I just don't see how Miami can run the ball with how they ran the ball against Florida State last year and how they ran it against Clemson and those were the two best defensive fronts they faced and they couldn't run the ball so and if it comes down to Malik throwing on Greedy Williams, Kelvin Joseph, Kristen Fulton, right. and Devin White coming blitzing all the time, I just think LSU is going to somehow LSU, walk out of this. LSU could send all the blitzes they want. You can't blitz every play. Devin White can't make every We also play. forget LSU has a top three defensive mind in college football. Uh, I'm sorry, but top five. I don't. I know these people don't. Get the praise that they should. Manny Diaz ain't no scrub. Ain't no scrub. Manny Diaz. Dave Miranda can coach circles around Manny Diaz. He can't. 
Yes, they're on even playing fields. And that Miami defense is better than that LSU defense. And that Miami offense is equivalent to that defense. It's a stalemate. It's better than LSU's offense. Both of when I see, hold on, that special team. Miami special team is better than every facet of the game. Moreau, do you guys have a kicker this week? We year? got Bubba. I mean, we'll find out game one. Hopefully, you don't miss. That's the, that's Everyone's that's Bubba that's can't kick for sure. As long as that short receiver from Miami who wears Allen Iverson's number, as long as he doesn't play, Miami should win this easily. Which yeah. receiver? That one that wears Iverson's number. If he don't play, we talking about Harley. I maybe I don't like motorcycles. Maybe I. <laughs> you heard about that? If he don't play, hey, let him be on Instagram during the game. That's it. <laughs> he got some hands. He can't catch. Suck at route running. He a little fast. He should be faster at that size. Just let. But Dante, Dante, everything you just said is exactly why I'm picking LSU. <laughs> everything you just said is exactly why. LSU will somehow leave that leave that arena LSU with three point victory. LSU might win by That's a point. It's a seven string receiver. LSU, it doesn't matter, bro. It, it it doesn't matter. Miami won too many close games last year. This won't be close. It's time. Worry about it. It's, it's, it's gonna be close. It's, it's time for them. To, it's time for them to lose one, and I think they're gonna lose seventeen sixteen on Saturday, on Sunday. I got twenty four, twenty three. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's gonna be something stupid that happens. Miami's just not. I have Miami, thirty five. LSU, seventeen. I like your prediction. What you get, Marrero? I thought I already said the prediction. I mean, it's gonna be a win. <laughs> and the, can they? Can they lose? Hey, anything's possible. Anything's Anything's possible when you're playing LSU. LSU ain't no scrub, historic program, but I think Man. Miami's been. I think they've been waiting for this one for a long, long time. They ain't gonna yeah. let this opportunity oh, slip. Joe Burrow you know getting trash and practicing in scrimmage is not no mind game for them to play Miami. He is not it. Urban Meyer told Dan Mullen not to go get Joe Burrow. He's not the guy. I mean, we'll see. You know what we're going to find out Sunday? We're going to find out. Everybody going to know? They're going to know this one phrase. The U is back. They're going to know turnover change. Oh, turnover. God. No, definitely. The U is definitely not back. You know. Over or under five and a half back. You going to the over. You going to the playoff this year. No, no, chill no. with that. Listen, no. I'm a no. Listen, I'm, I'm a huge no. fan, but we are not beating Clemson this year. No, Morrell, this is your problem. You you're a fan, and you kind of you want to be biased and you want to be objective, but you're not looking at this team from an outsider point of view. This team is as talented as everybody. You don't have the defensive line that Clemson has. Clemson can lose to two other people. Y'all lose to Clemson. Boom, y'all got y'all. Come on, don't worry about it. Y'all in the playoffs. The U is back. They're gonna lose we'll hold in the championship, but the U is back. Oh my god. Say your prediction right, for the fans. Say your playoff prediction. We can go ahead. We can go ahead and cut that. Oh, y'all my oh oh my playoff prediction. I had Ohio State in there, but my mind changed after this episode. So I got UF number one seed. Oh boy. I got Miami 
Well, no, I got UF. Then I have Michigan as the two seed. I got Miami as the three seed. And I got USC as the four seed. So how are we going? How are we going to play? Like you said earlier in the first round. If that was, if this was 2011, this would be an amazing. We're not going to play in the first round. We're going to play on championship. Oh my God! You know what happens when we play you guys in bowl games. It don't matter. Felipe Franks by the end. Oh, oh my Jesus God! Christ. Can we end the show now? I know. How no, I, 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 Franks is the next Danny Warfel. Oh, yeah, no, we're not, hey, I'm gonna be honest, no, I know no, nothing no, about Danny Warfel. Okay, real playoff predictions, please, before we get out of here. I'm not gonna make any predictions until at least the first rankings come out. You don't yeah, know I what the you don't know what the hell's gonna happen. Well, if I had to make a prediction right now, it'd be Alabama, Clemson, USC, Ohio State. Why what USC? Is Where's this USC from, coming from? <laughs> USC schedule is easy as shit. Daniels. I love me some JT Daniels. He gonna be and Amon, you can he has Amon St. Brown too. That team oh, is really loaded, man. USC is loaded. They're loaded every year, but they're loaded, loaded. And, and, and you know what? They'll be loaded as hell and lose to Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they'll, they'll, they'll be loaded. <laughs> They'll be loaded as hell and, and lose at Utah. Yeah. And and finish eight and four. Hey, Utah got studs. Good morning. Yeah, if I had a, if I had to pick the playoff, I'd probably go Bama, Clemson, Michigan, and I guess Oklahoma by default. Pac twelve still doesn't make it in. <laughs> nope. I because I just I have Auburn beating Washington and I just don't see I think USC is a year away. Like I think USC I think USC is going to go ten and two, and they'll they'll probably lose to either Stanford or Washington State, or yeah. and then they'll fuck up one more game along the way and just go mm-hmm. ten and two and make the worst bowl. Oklahoma, I think, I think because of Texas. Texas is not fucking good. They I'm don't have to be, no. They don't have to be good to be Oklahoma. They usually they don't. They usually, you, yeah, you, you think don't. Lincoln? You think Tom Herman can outcoach Lincoln Riley when? No, Lincoln but Riley I has the. I watched Charlie Strong outcoach Bob Yeah, I think that game is going to be too close to call because it, that's what happens. Come on now, Te- Texas could go in there without a dub and, and walk out with one. That that's just what Riley is going to blow the brakes Lincoln off. Lincoln Riley yeah. is not that guy you think he is. Got anything y'all want to plug before we get out of here? <laughs> His mic's been good for like twenty seconds too. Uh, uh, no. All I would like to say is Lincoln Riley is a crook. He's a fake. <laughs> Christ. Jesus Christ. He can be smart all he wants. He ain't Bob Stoops. He'll never okay. be Bob Stoops. But the only thing you have in common is losing big games. And Baker ain't there to save you, Lincoln. And no matter how much money that boosters let you get, it don't matter. You're not going to win nothing. All right. You suck, Lincoln. Take, take. Marrero. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Peter just called me. I had a decline. So what were you guys saying? Shout out, Pete. Shout out to Shout out, Pete. Nothing from everybody Uh-oh. in here. Especially Dante for about Florida and Marrero about Miami. Sorry for tuning in. Dante, when can they expect these shows? We thinking every Thursday? These shows should be available every Friday morning. 
Okay. Six o'clock, six o'clock a.m. Central Time. So seven. Yes, I'll release them in the morning. Okay. And everyone remember, bump that solo D turnover chain this week. It's coming out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ellis, you still have one that's gonna be He said solo D pause. <laughs> solo, solo D you pause, pause, pause. <laughs> this has been the Cover Four Podcast. We out. Thank <laughs> you.